Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, Alcata, and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, Tokelau makes its mark at the Pacific Mini Games. Samoa fights a weightlifting ban. And the Cook Islands take out the Nations Cup netball tournament in Singapore. But first, Tahiti has been suspended from the Pacific Games Council for what it deemed to be political interference from the French Polynesian government. The suspension was unanimously agreed by the Games Council's General Assembly during a meeting in Port Vila on Sunday. Council CEO Andrew Minogue says the government's decision to pull out of the mini-games in Vanuatu has been extremely damaging to the brand of the Pacific Games. Given the boycott and a lot of the other things that have taken place there this year, the General Assembly unanimously agreed that as of the conclusion of these games, the, um, the PGA is under suspension until the executive board is satisfied that uh, the government understands that it cannot interfere in the operations of board and in particular of the PGA, what they call the COPF, the Committee Olympic Polynesia Francais. The Executive Board has been empowered to do the, the review and the analysis and when it is satisfied that things are back to normal there, then Tahiti will be readmitted. So it doesn't have to go to another General Assembly, which will be later in 2018. As it stands right now with the ban, there is no date or deadline on it? No. So, you know, we're hopeful that it could turn around reasonably quickly or it could take a long time. The ball is in the government's court and also the PGA, Tahiti Olympic Committee, to do the work that they need to do to assure us that the proper protocols will be respected in future. We're not putting a timeline on it. It could happen quickly, it could take a while. But the board itself has been given the power to make that decision and, and bring them back in when it's satisfied. Are things complicated by the fact that there is technically no Tahiti Olympic Committee or, or Pacific Games Association at the moment? Well, it, as of last weekend, uh, the 2nd of December, they did have an election and a new group uh, was elected to office. We'll take a look at that process on what we know so far on face value. It seems to have been conducted properly in accordance with the, the due process that we'd expect. So there is now an office, uh, a group of office officers representing the PGA. They were not here yesterday for the meeting, but... I think what we need to do is make sure that they, that new group, understands their responsibilities to govern independently of the views of their government. And we also need the assurance from the government that they will let that new group operate the Olympic Committee uh, on an independent basis. And I think when we get to that point, we'll be back in. And so would the Pacific Games Council uh, be looking to have a meeting with the new people in charge, I guess? could be necessary to do it that way. It could be through exchange of letters or phone calls and, and various things like that. As I said, we're here, busy on the games here, whether we schedule some meetings in Tahiti or bring them to us at some future time is really up to the process that will unfold and, and, and how that goes forward. We'll, we'll write to the 
Olympic Committee officially um, in the next few days to inform them of this decision and the steps that we want to see, and then they'll respond to us in a way that suggests how they think that they could resolve matters and it could well be that we need to meet or possibly not. So with Tahitian athletes competing in boxing but no other sports, I mean, what is it noticeable to you that Tahiti, which is usually one of the more dominant members of uh, the games that is usually quite successful, isn't there? Uh, how, how do you think that's affected the games in Vanuatu? Um, well, I think it has affected the games quite significantly. They are a senior member of the council. They've always had a you know, large, successful delegation of athletes which are not being displayed here. In addition to that, the host country has gone to a lot of expense to put these games on and um, a lot of forward planning and contracts go into effect based on expected numbers of of athletes and officials and teams. And when one draws in total, um, you know, on the eve of the game, has affected a lot of the contracts and a lot of the planning that the organising committee did. So that's, that's part of the reason why this boycott has been so damaging to the, the brand of the games but also to the hosts here in Vanuatu and uh, that's a big reason behind um, the, the sanction that was decided yesterday will go into effect at the end of these games. So we have a team of four boxers that will be competing under the PGC flag at the tournament that starts tomorrow. The technical meeting is this afternoon and we'll make sure everyone understands that they're not fighting for Tahiti, they're fighting under the PGC flag. That's the Pacific Games Council CEO, Andrew Minogue. Tokelau is one of the smallest delegations at this month's Pacific Mini Games, with a total of three athletes competing in judo and boxing. The New Zealand Territory, which has a local population of just 1,500, had initially indicated it would not take part in the Games in Vanuatu. That was until Eli Elikana Manu stepped forward. It's been overwhelming, to be honest. Um, the response we've had on Facebook, on social media, um, all the love from everyone around the world, uh, so much pride in um, seeing the Tokelauan flag being waved and just knowing that we can compete at this level and we can actually win, um, win some silverware. So um, hopefully it's just inspiring future generations to want to wanna, uh, push for more, to want to represent the country and... Um, yeah, not to be afraid to, to let people know that Tokelau is here. We, we are a country. A lot of people don't know we exist. Uh, found that out here. But, um, yeah, just to show them who we are as a people. How were you selected to be at, at these games? So, basically, um, it was by chance, really. My other role is I'm the Regional Development Officer for Oceania, uh, United World Wrestling. So, uh, attending the ONOC meeting uh, in Fiji, uh, I met with Andrew Minogue. Uh, we talked about how Tupelau hadn't entered any athletes um, into the game, so I was, I was keen to rectify that and, and open it up for people to want to enter. Um, because I'd been given the blessing before from Tupelau to represent in wrestling, um, I, I saw this opportunity that I could represent in another sport and that would be cool with it. So, I just let them know that I was planning to bring a team to. Uh, the Pacific Games and, and they were fine with that so I didn't want to um, because I'd be responsible in terms of the, the funding and everything I just let the guys know we're doing this on our own back you know um, no fundraising if you want to come you, we're self-funded you know I don't want any of this going back to um, the islands so we're basically self-funded we, we, we came here on our own backs and um, we're able to you know, perform on the stage representing our country and we, yeah, just so proud to do it. 
So how much does it cost you to be here? We're looking at, from our team's perspective, just under a grand each to, to come. Um, uh, some of the boys who had to book their flights a bit later have, probably would go up and yeah, up to two grand uh, to come. But um, you know, we find ways to, to make that money, and for us, it's it's, uh, it's it's priceless to come here. So we can't really put a cost on it. Um, yeah. Things like uniform and accommodation yeah. and all that is uh, that covered? Or yeah, uniform. We made our own uniforms. Um, we made it at the mall, and um, yeah, just. Signed it off ourselves and, uh, according to the PGC tata, uh, charter. Um, but like Peter came over, his sister gave some some clothes for us. That she she sells as merchandise, but we we're using that as a part of our uniform as well. So it's all kind of um, come together nicely. Uh, we we're not complaining. I mean, there's some fancy uniforms here, but um, yeah, we're not faced by that. So what, there's two or three years. Uh, right now, there's there's two of us and also. Uh, my mate Pavel here, he's a black belt in judo, he's here uh, supporting in terms of coaching, technical stuff. But, but not competing? Uh, not competing. We've got um, two Tokelau uh, boys coming Sunday and one will be competing in heavyweight division for boxing and the other will be uh, coaching along with uh, Peter. I myself was also registered for boxing but uh, due, due to family reason I'll be going home early. When you put out the expression of interest, um, was there... Was there... A bigger than that response? If I'm to be honest, I kind of only focused on sports that I knew people active in, so I put it out to Tokelau Volleyball to see if they could provide any athletes. Um, um, maybe due to the limited time, um, yeah, they, we didn't have any um, athletes able to enter beach volleyball. Why is it such a challenge to get athletes, do you reckon? Well, the response I've had from um, Tokelau is that they're, they're right now in a rebuilding phase, wanting to focus on um, building competition between amongst the islands, so inter-island competition, inter-island games um, for the Tokelau-based um, people. So um, their f- focus was not really on um, international competition, but um, I'm hoping that the focus is, will, will change to to be able to include um, representation for international. And so if you hadn't taken this upon your own back to put the call out, nobody from Tokelau would be here? Um, no. Yeah. To be honest, frankly, no one would be here. No. And I, I guess in many games like this, as we are, the smaller nations like Tokelau you know, can actually get their opportunity, right? Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I was also informed if Tokelau wouldn't, wouldn't attend these games that we were in... in danger of losing our membership, our Pacific Games membership, so that was another reason why I um, kind of actually took it upon myself to uh, come here because, let's say, um, I mean, it's just fortunate that the games have shifted from Tonga to Samoa, which makes it a lot easier, but um, in all honesty, if we hadn't turned up to these games, we probably wouldn't be allowed to compete in the next one. And uh, obviously getting here was uh, something of a, a struggle in the first place or an achievement, but uh, to then pick up some silverware as well, a nice little uh, to, way to top it off? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it, it's just the icing on the cake, really. Um, for me, the proud moment is, is waving the flag, and, and a lot of people take pride in that. Um, to be able to pick up a bronze, to hopefully inspire people that they can actually be competitive as a bonus. So uh, just hope that yeah, people are inspired to, to come and, and, and do the same. That's Tokelau athlete Eli Elakanamanu.
Samoa has appealed to the International Weightlifting Federation after one of their lifters tested positive for using a banned substance. Uniara Sapaya won a bronze medal in the women's over 90 kilogram category at the Asian Indoor Martial Arts Games in Turkmenistan in September, but she was subsequently suspended for using triamcinolone acetonide. The president of the Samoa Weightlifting Federation, Jerry Warwick, says they were given bad advice. This injection, which is called a cortisol, we've been doing it for many years. And my athletes, it's something that our doctor does it to when you've got a serious knee, uh, knee injury or something on the joints. And he does a, an injection to the knee, so that it's an anti-inflammatory then. But at the same time, it wasn't, like I said, we've been doing it for years. And uh, I didn't know, my doctor didn't know. He should have done his research that it's now on the ban list starting from 2016. So at the time, we, came, we went to him, we seek, uh, got his advice, and I said, we have a serious injury of one of my athletes. I need uh, something to be done. He said, this can be done on the list, it's not banned, and we went ahead. And of course, she would have been here if, if, if that hadn't happened. She would have been here, she would have won the gold, and she would have been a prospect for the Commonwealth Games. Is the Commonwealth Games still a possibility? For her? At the moment, I, I can't comment because I, I have to wait for the official decision and what they, what's happening uh, to finalise. As soon as that's been finalised, I can I can come out and say something. So um, when do you expect to hear and who are you waiting to hear from? What we're waiting to hear from the uh, IWF and I think it'll be any time soon. So I'm hoping uh, we can clear, clear everything before we move into the new year. And so your argument with them is that you didn't know, basically? Yes, we didn't know. And basically, our National Olympic Committee didn't know, and our doctors didn't know, which, to me, is very unfair. To us, you know, we've been hard done by, and, you know, so we didn't know, and one of our best doctors, you know, he's the head of the orthopedic uh, sector, you know, he said, this is fine, we went ahead with it, and we paid the price. That's the Samoa Weightlifting Federation President, Jerry Warwick. The Cook Islands netball team have capped a perfect week at the Nations Cup tournament in Singapore, holding off Swaziland 39-38 in a hard-fought final. The Black Pearls had earlier beaten the African side during the group stage, along with Malaysia, Hong Kong, Ireland and Singapore, to make it six straight wins. Coach Dale Atkinson said after more than two years away from the international game, the team has renewed confidence. It was a perfect result and the other countries all had a ranking, Singapore being the highest with 19. So we were pretty happy, uh, naturally, with the, with the outcome. Cook Islands obviously don't have a ranking at the moment because of your inactivity, but where would you view your ranking if you, know, if you had one? Where, where do you think you guys sit roughly? Well, we'd be having to be sitting at least at 19, seeing we've beaten a team at that ranking along Hong Kong, um, Ireland. Those countries all sit in that that 20 to 24 bracket, which is where we were previously sitting. And Swaziland, the other country, who were ranked 30th and who we ended up playing in the final, um, were the next lowest uh, ranked team. So... I'd be expecting us to sit pretty high, which is actually really exciting. Um, and of course, we've got two more games to go before we formally get a ranking. And hopefully we're looking to do that for the world uh, qualifiers in April um, next year. And uh, going into the tournament, was there an element of apprehension because you hadn't played for so long? Uh, yes and no. Yes, because you know we can only uh, get together um, on rare occasions. And so we planned two camps and... As I mentioned in our previous interview, you know, the girls had self-funded and we were very lucky to find a 
um, a sponsor towards our camps. So, that, I mean, that helped tremendously. But, you know, that's it's just, it is what it is. So when we get together in a situation like that, it's making sure the team's united. You, I mean, you work a lot on the team aspects so that the girls can bond. And we had a big age gap, you know, the youngest being 16, the oldest 35. And uh, so you worked hard on that. And then, of course, all the game plan structures. And uh, how would you describe where the team is at after the final compared to where they were at game one? I think because their confidence is up now and they they can, they believe in what they're capable of achieving, I think that we're in a really good space and it, the, the key is to actually build on that. And, uh, and, and the competition itself, you mentioned that obviously based on the victory that you'd be expected to be ranking in those uh, mid to high teens, I guess. Um, but uh, how, how did you feel about the sort of competition there? Obviously, the final was uh, extremely close, one goal in it. So uh, that's the sort of match, I guess, uh, uh, you love to be a part of and certainly to come out on the right end of it. Yeah, look, it was a perfect tournament for us based on the fact of where we'd previously been ranked. So I, I know they kind of call it a second-tier tournament, but, but that's what we want. You want, you want to start building at that level. Um, and And... So it was a great opportunity, and it was also an opportunity for us to play different styles, island, northern hemisphere, the Swaziland being African, and then, of course, the, the Asian countries. So it was a really broad group of teams, and from that aspect, the experience and knowledge that we've gained for me as a coach as well as the players has been huge. And so uh, off the back of uh, you know a, a big 2017, I guess, for Cook Islands netball, because you had the, the under-21s, uh, the World Youth Champs, and you've had uh, the senior team finally getting back into action. So uh, I suppose uh, now we're in December, you look back, and I guess it's been a pretty good year. I agree. It has been a great year. I mean, for those young players to experience a, a world championship in, in a country like Botswana was another amazing experience. And I benefited from that too, because... After the withdrawal of some players, um, only a few weeks out from our first camp, I was able to call in on two of the um, under-21 players to fill some spots. So that has been a, a real bonus for Cook Islands netball in general. And uh, how do you ensure that this uh, success in Singapore is built upon in 2018? Oh, look, we all have to be proactive. The board and what they do over in, in Rarotonga and then... You know, I've spoken to the players and their families uh, when we departed from the airport yesterday and what we need to do going forward. Um, so, yeah, so the board have got some decisions about uh, to, to make around how we go about uh, selecting the team for the world qualifiers. And um, I'll no doubt be part of those conversations. But I think it's just keeping everybody interested and, and active. And, and it's only a short time frame now between well, between now and April, at least than what we've been uh, working on for this campaign. So hopefully everyone will stay motivated. So that's just about keeping in contact. That's the Cook Islands netball coach, Dale Atkinson. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.